So I actually wanted to use a prop this morning, but I didn't get around to that, just running around with everything this morning. But in the back there at the coffee shop, we've got a little uh, first aid kit. And who's got some first aid kits at home or in your car or something? Some of you got that? Um, you don't use it often. Uh, the other day, Dave, Dave hurts himself, cuts himself or something. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> but we quickly ran, got the, Adele got the stuff out, bags open there, and she's putting on plasters. And, um, and I actually thought about this late last night. I was kind of like in the morning hours, I struggled to sleep. I think it was just the heat and cool air coming in. You know, that's wonderful like right now. Slacken eh? um, And so I thought of this illustration, and, and it kind of like hit me in the spirit. You know, you, you, there's a little bit of what you know how to put a plaster on or how to do a dressing or how to, a little bit of that, right? But I was privileged years ago to be part of a, an outreach uh, into a place called Masinga um, where we went with medical students. And, and I was privileged, because I like these kind of things, to put in IVs, to draw blood, to help catch babies. I saw a, a C-section. I was there, saw them grip it open, pull the baby out. Like a knee. You know, I, like, I pulled the tooth. It was one of the funniest things. I, I helped pull this tooth with the dentists. And there's always supervision. I don't just think it's me with the kid in the room. So, uh, so I pulled this tooth out, and I'm standing there next to the dentist, and we're taking pictures with this little boy's this toy is taking selfies. Yeah, look, I'm pulling a tooth. And everybody's looking, like this poor kid is sitting there like, what is going on? He only understands Zulu. So we're talking all in English. Like, so that's craziness. Tooth out, like this crazy. I still have my long curly hair. So you just imagine, like, I look like this dirty clown. They just pulled his tooth. So, <laughs> the what? Yeah. He doctor. It was not a it was a bit light, Anyway, so I'm, I'm standing and I'm looking at, and it was the mo- one of the most beautiful things and also craziest things was to see babies get born and help catch babies. I, I, I loved it. It was just phenomenal. But to see the pain you ladies go through, just But that medical first aid kit, and the, the difference between that and actually delivering babies or putting an IV line in or drawing blood, I'm, I'm talking about Wasta, is vastly different. Both of it has a cross on, both is from the medical field, both is different. But a first aid kit ain't delivering babies. Big difference. It's not doing a C-shake. It's not putting anti it's, it's, it's nothing of that is even close to each other. The, the, the thing is, a lot of us are playing around with God and our spirituality and understanding the Word of God and things. In the first aid kit, we got saved. Now we're in church. We've been saved for 40 years. And you know, say, I a long copy part. The problem is, God wants to take us to the theater. The Spirit wants us to operate. He wants us to be doing C-sections. He wants us in death, but we're putting plasters on when He's called us for so much more. So we're, we're playing in the natural when we're supposed to operate in the Spirit. We, we're living in, in my fleshly desires and needs and things instead of living by the Spirit. 
See, Ephesians, uh, Ephesians uh, 6, we can quickly jump there. Let's go there quickly. Ephesians 6. Read you from verse, um, verse 10, it talks about the armor of God. Uh, verse 11 says, um, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the vials of the devil. So this armor, did any of you get issued a, a natural set of armor the day you got saved? You know, like Iron Man, like a little button, you press it, it's there. Devil comes, he knocks at your door, you... I'm ready, devil. Drop in here today. Did anyone get that? Please tell me where it is. I didn't get one. I go, we were talking about with Fana the other day when he was driving into Malmesbury and they suddenly canceled his house and things were great chaos and it was just wild. He didn't quickly just press spiritual armor, helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness. It's all there. Boom! He's just walking into the office and like this. Oh, it's the Son of God. I can see the armor. So, Bow down. Hallelujah. No, the agent still said, sorry, I can't help you. Yeah, there's something that happened in that maturity was kicking in. See, we're speaking about maturity this whole time. We're talking about mature faith this morning, and I want to drop a little about what, what faith means and what it means to walk in that way. So uh, this armor, he says, put on the full armor of God. So he's talking something spiritual. It says, uh, for our wrestle, oh, I thought it was like a hammock, like just hanging out there drinking pina coladas in the spirit. No, our wrestle um, is against, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness, the age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand uh, in the, um, the evil day, having done all to stand. The next verse, stand therefore. Am I preaching spiritual warfare? No, that's not where I'm going to go today because Ephesians chapter 2 establishes already who you are. It says, where are you seated? In heavenly places. So you're far above the principalities and the power. But where do they operate? They don't operate where you are seated. They are operating where you live. Let me just explain this quickly. You see, from the realm where you are seated in heavenly places is what you were established as son of God. Child of God, that's where you're established. But where you live, that's where they operate. I'm talking about the natural. They operate in the natural. That's the thing that comes against you. That's the attack. That's the sickness. That's the disease. Though we've been healed by his stripes, it still wants to come knock at your door. We're going to talk about faith now when it comes to this, but we realize that there is there's this difference between the natural and the spiritual. When we go read 1 Corinthians um, in the first few chapters, it talks about, especially 1 Corinthians 2, it talks about there is a maturity, there is a wisdom amongst the mature that he's trying to explain. He says that the natural cannot understand. You cannot naturally understand who you are in Christ. It is experienced through the Spirit and believing what has been established on the cross. When you can live from that place and understand that place, that's where maturity happens. Now listen, I want to quickly tell you something, and, and the Holy Spirit's been dealing with what I want to share over the next couple of weeks. I'm unpacking bit by bit. I can't drop it all in one shot. But what God has showed me, and, and I want to give a little bit of a sneak peek today into it, 
Romans chapter 12 says you're changed by the renewing of your mind. And we use that scripture for everything that's got to do with the renewing of the mind. But that scripture was never, never meant to be used with everything that I need to renew my mind on. So it's used in every, every um, self-help group. Come on, the way you think is what you're going to be. And we've got all this thinking the mind, thinking the mind. Think. Sorry, guys, I want to just tell you scripturally, that's not what that scripture meant. That scripture meant going from natural to spiritual. That scripture says you've got to change. Your, you are renewed into what? The newness of who you are as born again. Jesus says to uh, Nicodemus, he says, come on, you've got to get born again. Nicodemus is figuring out how in the world am I going to go back into my mother? That's how idiotic his understanding was at that point. That's how the spirit of stupidity was on him there. <laughs> and Jesus says, if you cannot even understand the earthly things I'm talking to you about, how will you be able to understand what I'm talking about spiritually? So the renewing is who I am as a new, because 2 Corinthians 5 says, 17, you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. All the old things have passed away. But many of us, as we renewed in the Spirit, but our mind is way back still with all the old junk that we used to be. My mind is still in the natural. My mind is still in the natural things. I'm still looking at things in the same way. I still get anxious. I still do not walk by faith. Singer in this passage, we walk by and not by. So what God's revealing to me is what's this faith he's talking about? What's this faith in uh, Colossians 2.20? Is that by the faith, there's no longer I who live, but... Listen, we have got no, no clue, me included, on what that means to truly live in Christ. Acts 17 says, in Him we live and move and have our being. The church have not even touched on what it meant what Christ did when He was in the earth. Not even touched. We've had individuals do certain things, but at the body of Christ, we have not even touched on that. Jesus walked in absolute peace, in absolute victory, in absolute power, filled with the glory of God, filled to capacity, and you are no different because He is the firstborn of many to come. He is your older brother, and as much as He is part of God, you are part of God. The same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead dwells. The same I always use this example. If I take this watch off and I give you this watch, am I giving you a copy? Or am I giving you this watch? So the same Spirit that rose Christ from the dead, the same Spirit that's in God, the same Spirit that's in you is the same Spirit that's in God, that is part of God, is part of you. But the context of that renewed mind that he's talking about in Romans chapter 12, we are changed by the renewing. There's a changing that's going to happen on the natural when this starts coming in line with this. When this mind starts getting renewed to what the Spirit is, not renewed to what new Lamborghini you're going to be driving, not renewed to what government is online right now, what new to how we're going to try and change the United States, or how we're going to change the ANC, or how we're going to change South Africa. No, what is the Spirit doing? See, we've lived in a little bit of the Spirit, like a, like a first aid kit, Instead of living in the fullness of what the Spirit means, that what we say will be done. 
That's not about, listen guys, it's not about having an appointment with the president to tell the president, listen, we want the churches open. That's natural. Where in the world did I have to go and see? Jesus says to the centurion, oh, oh Jesus, I'll come to your house. He says, no. I'm a man under authority, with authority. Speak a word. Speak a word. Jesus says, healed, go. Jairus, I'll come to your house. He's always willing, but are we always believing? You see, the faith that we have, and this is where I'm going, and we're going to get into um, Hebrews 11 now, and 12. Man, God's been showing me some awesome stuff in there. The faith is the problem. Is we have faith for this thing. You know, this thing can blow up at any time. Just put it a little bit too loud. We've got a great solo in the moment. Someone's, someone's, the salmon just gets distracted. Put this thing, poof, tweeter pop, speaker's gone, it's gone. Let's go to some natural stuff. Everybody had your, your bank accounts, everything good. What happens? COVID comes. Shkabdoosh. It's gone. That thing changes. Company gets over it. Something happens. Your car, beautiful new car, somebody bumps it. You see, the problem is we put our faith in natural things when the faith was never meant for natural things. When we talk about walking by faith, we've put it into, I walk by faith for that. I walk by faith for that. When he uses the word, I'm going to get into it now, when he says the things that be not as though they were, it is from the very place of what I first speak to. Faith was never meant to be used. Sure, I'm... I'm Oh, I'm going to go with this now. I'm going to say it. it was never meant to be used for natural things. Faith is not for natural things. We live by the faith of Christ. What faith did he have? Faith in the promises. What was the promise? So if we go read Hebrews chapter 12. Just man, Let's go there. We've got to go there quickly. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Before, before we go. Before we go. Uh, I need to do one more thing. Uh, go to Philippians 4. Got to lay the foundation of prayer quickly here. So 1 Thessalonians talks about that pray continually. Does it mean you have to be sit, sitting at a house all the time praying? So I'll get up at 4 in the morning. I want to pray a few hours before I go to work. Or I've got to be... Um, doing this or that, getting into works about how much I pray. Man, I try to do all the fasting, all the praying, all the stuff from a natural point of view. Like I'm going to show this thing. I'm going to be praying more hours. I'm going to be uh, fasting better. I just got hungry and tired. Just talking and talking and talking and talking and just praying and praying and praying. Praying continually is not about the context of what you pray in hours. It is a constant awareness of a conversation with God all the time connected to the Father by the Spirit. Mm. That's what praying without ceasing means. The continuation of a mindset. Set your mind on things above, Colossians 3. On, raise it up into the above life. That's where my thoughts are. So the prayer is just an above-life mindset that is from that position where I'm seated. So I'm constantly speaking to him, and I'm bringing him into these things. So Philippians 4, here, verse, um, verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Yes, man, guys. 
Are we playing games with God? Or is he, is he really, sorry if I'm, I'm not, I'm not preaching to put you under condemnation. I'm preaching to get you inspired. I'm, I'm saying, stop, don't jump. Don't jump. Come on now. That's the kind of heart I'm at. Like he says, in everything. Everything. How much of my everything is everything? I looked it up in the, in the Greek. It means everything. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. See, the problem is we're on the request side, but we ain't in the praying side. We're on the request side. Man, we've got a lot of requests. It's like Oprah. Wish list 2021. Is God going to do all of this? So I'm looking at God through my wish list of all my requests. When He says, come on, get to a place, don't be anxious. But if you go read just before that, what is he talking? He's talking about rejoicing. He's talking about, he lays a foundation of, of grace. He lays a foundation of who we are. Then he gets into the place of don't be anxious. See, if I understand my position and I've been meditating on that and I know what that is, by the time I get to anxiety, and you know, Bill Johnson says the following. He says, my levels of anxiety is measured by my levels of prayer. You anxious, you ain't praying. You praying, you're definitely not anxious. I find that as soon as I get anxious, I, I, I get out of that mindset. I don't try and figure it out. I go the opposite direction. I start worshiping. I start praying. I start declaring. The anxiety leaves because I'm filled with that. I'm, I'm not listening to the radio. I'm listening to worship. I'm listening to the news. I'm listening to worship. I'm spending time in the Word. I'm finding scriptures on, on who God is. Don't read the Bible to find answers for your problems. Read the Bible to find who God is. Like, I, I want a word from God about me moving to clips on a water gat, hooner uitgeskop, That's not the way to do it. The very kindness says, I'm reading the word to find who is. So the best way to get out of my anxiety is finding out more who he is. Who's God? What's going on? What if, if I'm just giving something of a self-help, we ain't by faith. This is with Thanksgiving, let your request be made now. Oh, my, my request looks much different when I know who He is. My request looks different when I'm not in anxious. It's like going to, to, to buy food when you're hungry. You huh? alles wat verkeerd is. All of it's wrong. Donuts. This thing, that thing. Junk. Junk food. Yes, I love donuts. <laughs> You buy that stuff when you're hungry. When you're not hungry and you're filled, what's, where's the need then? Because I'm filled with Him. You see, He's pulling us into prayer. I want to quote you, John 15, 7, Abide in me and my commands, and you will have peace. Acts 17, In Him we live and move and have our being. John 5, First John 5, I want to quickly read you this. First John chapter 5. Man, this is so beautiful. First John chapter 5, verse 14. It says, Now this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, <laughs> ouch, anything according to His will, He hears us. 
You see, the problem is, and this is where we're going to get to the faith side of things, is we're building faith to build our kingdom here. When faith is who we are in Him. I want to show you this now. It's easy to understand His will when you understand who He is. It's easy to understand His will when I'm praying. It's easy to understand when I'm spending time with Him. It's easy to understand that He's the most... Un- you know, I've listened to... This, I found this new worship guy. Man, I, I can't even remember his name. Uh, Claudia, Claudia introduced me to this, this guy. He sings a part of the song. He, says, he sings to Jesus. He says, you're the most unreligious person I know. I just love that words, man. Jesus is so unreligious. He doesn't come with any of that. It's easy to know His will when I know Him. It's easy. It ain't difficult. My requests are easy to know. He's good. I've sown, and I know He's going to be the one. I trust, and I know He is there. He says, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. I'm telling you, when people are lying under the power of God, there ain't no flesh in that. They are not thinking like, how am I going to cheat somebody out of something now? They ain't thinking that. They're not in that place. Why? Because they're in the Spirit. You can be in the Spirit wherever you're at. Just put your mind there. Romans 8, set your mind on things above. It's easy. That's where the mind renewal is. It's not about renewing about your... your Yes, you can apply it to those things. They use it in motivation. But that ain't the reason for the Scripture. The reason for the Scripture is from the natural to the Spirit. It's from a renewing of the mind changes all of this. I'm going to show that now. Verse 15, quickly. And if we know that, um, know that He hears us, what, whatever we ask, we know that we have uh, the petition that we, may have, uh, that we have asked of Him. So we know that He hears us. That's why the prayers are easy. Because we know His will. Um, James 1 verse 6 talks about asking. Um, I can read, read you that one quickly. Let's put that on. You've got that, James 1 verse 6. It says, But let him ask in faith, and not doubting. He who doubts is like a wave in the sea driven and tossed by the wind. But if you go up a little further, verse 4 says, But but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Okay, so what he just told you there is to lack nothing in your life is just patience. Okay, well, we'll let that sink in for a moment. Yeah, but I need this. And I, no, he says, have patience. Everything's, that's maturity. But how is it produced? By the fruits of the Spirit. So the fruits of the Spirit is maturity. It's living from the fruits. The power of the fruit is I can eat of it as much as I can give it. Lord, I need some fruit of patience right now. Thank you that let it have its full work. Let me be, come on, where am I? I'm praying right now. Thank you, Lord, that patience is part of me. Thank you, Lord, that I can eat of patience right now. That I can give patience, long-suffering. Father, I thank you that that is there. Lord, I know that you are with me. I thank you for what this is. I know that all my needs are met in you. Are you starting to hear? With, I know you pray like that already. I'm stirring it up because we've got to start living from that place of prayer. Now, here's where I want to go. Go with me to Hebrews. I'm going to end with this. I'm, I'm just scratching the surface. We're going to go much deeper into this as we go on. 
Man, I, I love Hebrews 11 and, uh, because the first part is the faith scripture. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. What is not yet seen? Oh, my, my, my new job is not yet seen. True. My new car is not yet seen. True. But what if he's not talking about that? What if faith was never meant to be used, like I said, in the context of what we use it for? The first aid kit. Jesus didn't have faith to break the bread. He just blessed it. Jesus didn't have faith to raise Lazarus. He's, what does he pray? Father, you always hear me. That ain't a faith prayer. That's a prayer of position. His faith was in his position. His faith was in his position, not in Lazarus. His faith is in a position. Of, my faith is the thing. Now listen, listen to this, man. This is such a powerful piece. Um, Hebrews 11 verse, uh, let's read it from verse 30. By faith they overcame. Now listen to this. He says, yeah, and the first part is talking about, um, verse 13 says, they all died having not received the promises. So all of them had faith, but they didn't receive a promise. Um, having seen the altar off, they sh um, verse 13, were assured of them, embracing them, and co uh, continued that they may be strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Uh, verse 16, but now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for He has prepared a city for them. So they died in faith, not seeing the promise. They all were strangers walking on the earth, waiting for a city to come, a dwelling place. Let's go to verse 30. By faith the walls of Jericho fell down. And see, Sean, there it is. By faith these walls fell down. No, let's continue first. By faith the hollowed Rahab did not perish with, um, with those who did not believe, as she received the spies with peace. What more shall I say? For the time which for me to tell of the Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephon, also David and Samuel and the prophets, who, who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lying. Listen to what you just said there. They worked righteousness. So they did some stuff by faith. Now listen where he goes on. It says, Stop the mouths of lions, quenched the, the, the violence of fire, escaped COVID. Oh no, sorry. Escaped the sword. Out of the, uh, the weakness were made strong. So what was faith for then? In weakness to be made strong. Uh, became v uh, valiant in battle. Turned the f uh, fight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. Others were tortured not accepting deliver, um, deliverance, that they might obtain uh, a better resurrection. So these ones, even in torture, they held faith. Still others had trials of mockings and scornings, yes, of chains and imprisonment. Yesterday, the clinic office was COVID, no. Or is this a little bit worse? This is a little bit worse. Listen to this. Still others, uh, verse 37, and they, 
They were stoned. They were sawn in two, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They were wanderers out in sheepskins and goatskins, were uh, destitute, afflicted, and tormented. These guys were chopped up, sewn into uh, in, in half. Yesterday, I said, Biki, I COVID now. This is crazy stuff that these guys went through. They're in the, the halls of faith. He says, um, To whom the world, where, where was I, verse 38? Afflicted and tormented. Of whom the world was not uh, worthy. They, were, they wandered in the desert and mountains in dens and caves and earth, all these having obtained a good testimony through faith. What did they have? A testimony. They did not receive the promise. What did he say? By faith, they received a testimony, but not the promise. Where were all of these guys? Old Testament. By faith, they received the testimony. What was their testimony? They threw me with the lions. They shut up. I took a stone. I killed Goliath. What is that? Testimony. By faith they received the testimony, but not a promise. Listen to this. Um, choo, 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 choo. Where, where, come on. Verse 40. God having provided something better for us. God having provided something better for us. Man, better is when you have, he says, it's to your advantage that I go because I leave you the spirit. You know what is advantage and better? Is if you had a Fola and you get a Ferrari. You know, there's a, that's an advantage. That's a better. That's an upgrade. That's what he says. These guys did miraculous things by faith, but all they received was a testimony. But you have something better because there's a promise. There's a promise. It says that they should not be made perfect apart from us. Abba, what happened? When they were in the, the Spirit, or when they were in the, um, in the Old Testament, by faith they received a testimony. But if that could make them perfect, it would be not right. He says, but I've received something better. They would not be made perfect apart from us. Then he jumps to chapter 12. Therefore, well, what he just said, therefore, I'm rushing, I'm rushing. You see, there's too much to teach today. Therefore, we also, since we surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us aside, lay aside every weight and the, and the sins which so easily uh, ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus the author and finisher of our faith, who the joy set before him endured the cross and the throne. I've got to finish this right now because I can't go on with this. It's just too much. I want to get into this, but I want to leave you with this so you know what I'm talking about. He just spoke about what these guys have did. If you go to chapter 9, 8, 9, 9, he goes into what the earthly sanctuary was and what it's built up. He gets into chapter 10 when he explains and, and looks at what it is. It's the high priest, the Jesus that went before us, that paid the price. But then he touches on faith. He's just laid the foundation of what it is to live in the Holy of Holies. He goes on to say in a part, he says, there are many things that I want to tell you, but I'm unable to do this now. This is not Jesus talking. This is the author of, of Hebrews saying this. There are many things he wants to show you. 
But he can't when he talks about the tabernacle. And then he talks about faith that only produces a testimony, but then moves on to promises. What is the promise that has always been? They were looking for a dwelling place they could not find in the earth. Then John goes in the Spirit and sees the new Jerusalem, Zion, descend on a mountain. And he says, now, Jesus says, I have gone to prepare a place for So where are you seated? In heavenly places. My faith is in Him. Not in this. Not in the things I'm going to get. Or, you see, the problem is we've, we've built our faith upon what we want to get instead of turning our faith to who we are. See, the faith that it is who I am in Christ, who my Father is, what time I spend with Him, what that promise is, what it looks to be in the promises. He says there's a better covenant. He talks about the covenant and later goes on to call it a testimony. Oh, it, um, a testament. They had a testimony. You have a testament. There is a promise that remains now to you to live in His rest. Hebrews chapter 4. Now I can go at different angles out of this thing all the time. Because I want to try and show you that we have played around in the first aid kit and we are not operating. We have not lived into what it means to be a child of God. Because we've taken something that was meant to excel us, to grow us into maturity. And have applied it to little itty bitty things that can be changed in an instant, in a moment. We've applied and lived by things that is not. He says, walk by faith. Not by sight. But we've applied our faith to the site. We've applied our faith to the site because we want our sight realm to be okay. We want our sight realm to be where when God has called us to walk by faith. God has called us to live higher. God has called us to go deeper. He's called us to walk in the places where we are seated. He's called us to live from that place. Not with any of this junk that is of this world because He wants to establish His kingdom here. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Man, don't talk to me about any other thing. If that's not happening, nothing else will happen. His kingdom come in your life. His kingdom come in your children. His kingdom come in your family. His kingdom come in your business. I've seen so many times people, God blesses them. They grow for kingdom. Then that becomes their God. They're not God anymore. Their job, their business, their... their you, Sean, I'm so busy. I can't come to church, man. I've just been so busy. You know what COVID's exposed? And look at, look at here this morning. Eight o'clock service. See how full it is. How amazing is this? People are hungry. But other churches? I'm not saying, yeah, even. People just disappeared. Why? Because they built not on the rock. They built on natural things. See, my faith's on the rock. My faith's not on the natural things. My faith is not in the job. My faith is not in the money. My faith, my faith is in Him. Because in Him we live and move and have our being. It's no longer I that live, but Christ. And so if I live from that place, it's, see, I've got to kind of like chop it halfway through the thing. I, I, I hope you got something out of it. There's, there's so much more I'm going to get into it of understanding what it means because if we truly understand it, there's something different that happens. The same Spirit that rose Jesus from the dead will quicken our mortal flesh. Have we seen some quickenings? 
here and there. He says, let's move on to maturity in Hebrews. Not laying again the foundation. Jeez, what is that? Repentance, healing, and raising the dead. He says, let's move on. Now listen, before we can heal the sick or raise the dead, we've got to understand righteousness. My faith in working righteousness. If I understand righteousness, healing the sick, raising the dead will be easy. And he says, and then we will move on to maturity. That's the maturity that he's talking about. But it starts in the place of when you're anxious, pray. I want, to, I want to break it down to the simplicity of this. When you're anxious, pray. I'm not talking about a five-minute prayer. I'm talking about soaking in God's present. I remember, I'll end with this. Years ago, there was a couple in this church, they at Spirit Word Ministries now, Kornad and Rihani. Man, they had nothing left. Their world was upside down. Car was standing outside on bricks. Five children. Home was being taken away from them. Lost everything. Credit rating, gone. Just gone. Get the whole family in the, in the, in the what's the name? In the lounge. And they got the telly on. The spirit word. They got both the Bethesda happening. He takes a bucket, puts the bucket out, says to the kids, come. All night they sleep under the... the, the the telly just runs on, on gospel all the day, all day. Sermons, Quibus' sermons, our sermons, just all day. Have the kids walk through the water, breaking water. Today, got a beautiful seven-seater van. They're living up in a spirit work. Got a beautiful house paid for, another house. The world turned upside down. world turned upside down. But they said, we're seeking God with everything. We're not looking at our circumstances. We're not looking where we're at. We're spending time. For hours, they would all sleep. In the lounge together, just praying, 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 soaking in his presence, soaking in his presence. Come on, soaking in his presence. Man, you soaking in Absa's presence instead of God's presence. You soaking in your bank manager's presence. You soaking in some serious and Netflix presence instead of soaking in his presence. Come on, I'm getting a little bit of and what's it? I'm just getting a little bit excited. I, I want to stir that up. Come on. I don't, I mean, I used to love sport. I don't even know who plays sport anymore, like meaning in the context of rugby teams or things. The other I found like, oopsie, curry cup is on. Well, okay. well because I want to understand this, man. I've been in ministry 20 years, but I, I haven't even scratched the surface of what this is. I thought, I, what God's showing me about faith and prayer right now, it's blowing my mind about what Zion is, about what the context is. There's so much more to it. You want to see your life change? Get into the Word. You want to see your circumstances change? You want to see anxiety go? Pray. Sean, I haven't got an answer. Pray. You know, we joked about Bobby. When Bobby was here, he said, somebody calls him at 12 at night, and he says, have you asked God? And he says, yes, now I've called you. He said, you really think I can help you better than God? Go back to sleep. <laughs> you see, the thing is, is that this, isn't, this is not quick enough for us. Because we, we, we want to visit it like the first aid kit. drive through. We just want the drive through. So this is, this is not good. So I'm, I'm quickly going to go. I hear the sermon. And I've seen it Sundays. I'll preach something here. And then after service, somebody comes. And I'm like, were you in the same church as me? Because what you are asking me right now is not listening to what I've just said. Now, that doesn't mean you shouldn't come and ask me something. I'm just, I'm just saying we've got to take the word. 
And I say, it's better than to go to J.D. and say, J.D., please, man, I need help on this thing. Then go to God. What do I go to my brothers for? Pray with me. Man, I need prayer, brother. I need some prayer. I'm, I'm struggling today. I need some prayer on this thing. This thing. But I don't go look at them for the help. I look at Him for the help. I'm seeking His presence more than I seek anybody else's presence because that's where it's at. That's the way you know you're in love with Him. That's the truth of the Word. Let's stand. We're going to continue be going into maturity because we cannot stay where we're at. We cannot stay in the way we've gone. If you've known God in a certain way when you got saved and you're still at that place, I want to tell you, man, I'm going to take you deeper. I'm going to take you further. I'm going to see things change in your life. I, uh, we, we speak at a, um, every second week at a, um, me and Henny out in Stellenbosch with the seven rugby guys. And so most of them in the room are pro, uh, prospects to play for the, the Blitzbox. And so when we talk at the end of the session, I say to the guys, guys, you've got to remember, there's one thing. We'll come here every second week and give you information, give you stuff that you can use as life skills and things to use in your life. But for you to have real change is to get one-on-one with us. So here I'm going with that. For you to have a real impact, and us to have an impact in your life, is when you come up to us and say, hey guys, I'm Pity, I'm Jack, I'm John, or whatever that is, I want to see you, I need to talk to you, I need to have some more input. You know, there's 33 guys sitting in front of me, 33 guys get up, 33 guys leave. Two guys come walking back. One of them asks us about life skills and about God and about a bunch of other stuff, really awesome young man. He leaves the room. Another guy comes walking in. He says, listen, I need to speak to you because, listen to this. He says, it might be crazy, but I want to be the Springbok captain. I want to be the Springbok captain. I've been chosen to play bits blocks, and, and I know CA is CA's captain, and, and he's probably going to play for a while, but I need help to understand how it will be possible for me to move from where I'm at to go to where I need to be. You see, the thing is, if we're just going to sit in a session and just hear what is just being said in a basic session, but we ain't moving to a place where we're getting face-to-face with God, where we're getting into His face and saying, Lord, I need to know more about what is in this Word and what is in my life and Your purpose for me, then we're just going to stay at the same place. But we want to be, the Spirit wants us to be playing at that level. The Spirit wants us to be operating at that level. He's calling you deeper. And, and you think it's not, it's not going to be an easy road or, or it's going to be easy. Or so. No. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes you've got to wrestle with those things. You've got to get those things out of your life, that mindset, that way. But the only way, it's because the faith in Him renews the mind. It's who He is. Oh, I just, man, I, I just... I don't even know if I've got anything left for the second service. I just left it all this morning in the Spirit. There's a motivational speaker, uh, worldly guy, secular guy, I mean, not worldly, secular. And he said, for all the years that building up to this moment, he would every day get up and a thousand times, 
tell himself he is successful. He didn't have a cent in his pocket. He's one of the most wealthiest, wealthiest, wealthiest speakers in the world. He said, but he said it over and over, so many times that he started believing it. <laughs> he said a thousand times a day. He said, I'm successful. I'm successful. I am successful. He didn't just do it on the weekends. He did it every single day day every single day he started speaking i'm not talking about here about that i'm trying to say is if that was possible through a secular worldly mindset of faith being used there what would it be he, all he had was a testimony listen are you man i can't get into that now all he got by that faith was a testimony you <laughs> you have a promise that's the thing that's different. You have a promise. Come on. You, by faith, we can get some testimonies going. And the testimony of Christ is the greater. That is prophecy. Ooh, uh, okay, I've got to stop. I've got to stop. I wasn't going to go for another hour. Let's pray. Father, Holy Spirit, you know that in this moment, we cannot preach everything right now. I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you will awaken something within the hearts of people here today. I want to pray that you will awaken a, a, a fire in their hearts this morning. Holy Spirit, teach the rest. Bring about what it is. We're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles, Lord. We're going to see us walk into the promise. We're going to see things that we've never seen before in this decade, Lord. And we say yes, Holy Spirit, to that. I pray awaken that in our hearts. And we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We look to you, Lord. We look to you. We look to you. Holy Spirit, I pray as people make time to be in your word, and to spend time with you, show up. Holy Spirit, show up. I know you will. I'm just declaring it. I know you will show up. Thank you for Lord today. In Jesus' name. As Peter just praying up front, may the word find entrance into your heart. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for bearing with me. I've gone a little bit longer. Bless you guys. Come join us Wednesday night for prayer. Uh, we'll see you next week, Sunday. Thank you for